Hey everybody, this is Dr. Bill Janishek on the Conquering Stress Podcast Special Edition. We are still sitting here in March 2020. Um, California, where we're at, and the rest of the world is on lockdown. And um, people are locked in their house, bored out of their skull, wondering what they're going to do. And we're here to bring them answers to, to those questions. So traditionally, that our, our podcast is about conquering stress and filling up your toolbox with things that will help you do that. Stress is physical, it's chemical, and it's emotional, and we want to treat it from all directions. We've brought you mindset people. We've brought you doctors that are experts in their, their fields to give you uh, specific tips and tricks, uh, things that you can do home, home remedies. And today we've got a special guest. Uh, we have, she's an acupuncturist. She's an herbalist. She specializes in women's health um, through functional medicine and herbs and acupuncture, like I, I said, and getting fantastic results. I wanted to bring her on here because we've talked about other things, but I wanted to see alternatively, what else are they doing and how can we use that and just get some more insights. So I would like to uh, introduce Susana Pueos. Uh, you've been practicing forever. Susana, how are you doing? I'm great. Thank you. No, thanks. Thanks for coming on. I really appreciate your perspective and your expertise in this area. And like I said, we're trying to help as many people as we can with as many perspectives that, as we can. So what do you think about all this stuff? Well, it's, it's certainly complicated and it's made everybody pivot in our lives and everybody's lives. But, um, you know, as an herbalist and in, in Chinese medicine, we we have texts from 3,000 years ago that have dealt with infectious diseases and viruses, whether they're coronaviruses or, or something else, are totally normal to the human experience. We so you're, deal not, with you're not concerned about this? You're not running outside and hoarding toilet paper and throwing masks on your, your face, are you? When all this happened, I honestly didn't really even know it was happening because I don't watch the news and I, I don't watch, you know, I, we don't, I don't watch the news. So when I was actually at Costco, I was probably the only one that didn't have toilet paper in my cart. I had fruits and vegetables and I was trying to figure out if they were having a sale or not because <laughs> I didn't know why everybody, there were such long lines on a Wednesday afternoon and all this was happening. And so when we, when I figured out this was growing at a, at a, a more intense rate than um, we thought of since we heard of in January, um, that's when it all kind of came to a stop as, as it all did. Right. And so, so when, once you figured it out, I mean, what was your first thought? Well, my first thought is hopefully this is going to blow over in about two weeks because um, it's 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 a flu. It's a flu. It's a strain of a flu virus, and we dealt we deal with flus every flu season. And of course, the same type of people will always be affected: the elderly and people with underlying conditions. And in this country, if you look at the um, top health officials from the CDC. 
the first thing, their main concern was, yes, how the virus is very, very um, easily transmitted, but their main concern with America is because of obesity. And that is the main underlying condition that um, I think it's Michael Oster, Osterhoff has stated that we have an underlying problem that didn't really happen in China. They have their own problems, okay? But it didn't happen because we have more of a population that has underlying um, obesity, diabetics, and heart disease, that these are the underlying problems that we are, the healthcare frontline workers are terrified of, that we haven't addressed as a society, and we probably won't because we're reactionary. We're reactionary. Is there something specific with obesity or just that it's that you're generally unfit and unhealthy or is it something specific fighting off the flu? A little bit of both. I mean, when you when you're obese, you have many multiple underlying imbalances and, um, you know, lung capacity. It ends up, you know, if there's a there, everything's viral and. Um, you know, if this, vi what this virus affects the lower part of the lungs. And so when you're obese, you already have these things against you. Your digestion is not appropriately working. It's inflamed. So you're, you have gut health issues and your immune system is not reacting like it should be. So you do have imbalances. And so, you know, we just stack them and stack them. And, um, those are, those are these underlying issues. And right now, a lot of people are talking about the numbers that are soaring, that are soaring in Italy. But the media only gives you very, very tiny snippets. No, of, not the media. Of 30, the 30-year-old, 30 you know, it, it took a 30-year-old's life. And then when you actually research this 30-year-old, he, um, he was a testicular cancer survivor. He had bronchitis and asthma. So those are three underlying conditions that unfortunately he became, you know, subject to. And so we, 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 we have to see that as our population is, is in need. I mean, how many people die of obesity a year? Is it 300,000 people die in this country of obesity? So these are these underlying um, problems that the CDC is worried with regard to the virus and so, of course the spread yeah. of it. So what, what I'm hearing you saying is that, you know, it's, it is the underlying problem. Those are the people that really need to be worried since we are in a country that has such, you know, two thirds are either obese or are overweight. Yeah. Um, from, from your standpoint with herbs, functional medicine, uh, acupuncture, we got two things that we're we're trying to figure out. One, if if you got it, if if you're obese and if you get this, how are we best going to fight it off? I mean, for them and people in general, if you had it, how are they treating it if you have it? And then two, I want to follow up in a second is, so that's our overlying thing. How else would you combat that? So why don't you talk about the acute ones first? How do, how are they doing that in Chinese medicine? Well. In Chinese, in, in China, who they, who, they actually, um, who they actually saw the most problems with 
with underlying conditions and what who the virus was um, taking on high risk were actually men who were smokers and women who the, they were getting the virus they were they would have symptoms like the flu but they would overcome it so most people had these underlying conditions of long-term smoking just like in italy the population is an older population i think 25 percent of italy's population is older and a lot of them are smokers and so in china those are the people that that got the worst of it as well and um the thing about China is they have a triage method because traditional Chinese medicine and acupuncture, it's not separate in their culture. It's part of their tradition, just like they brought in Western medicine. So it's all intertwined. So if you go to any China um, hospital in China, you have a triage. You have an acupuncturist waiting at the door and you have a Western medical surgeon or a specialist. And once the patient is wheeled through the door, they take a look and they say, okay, it's not bad, acupuncture, herbs, that wing of the hospital, or no, no, he's in respiratory distress, ER. And so that's how they triage right then and there. And they include herbs that they've had traditionally for bronchitis and pneumonia. These are anti-inflammatory herbal formulas that they put in even sometimes as an IV. And so it's part of their medical culture. So there are certain herb, herbal formulas that, ha that were used in China, and we won't get this in the media because we are all about Western medicine here. And so, um, you know, and the FDA will not allow hospitals to use herbal formulas here, right? And so you so, guys dropped um, a secret on us. Here we go. Everybody listen <laughs> in. Lean in and listen here. Well, you know, they they have they've had they have like four or five specific formulas that they were using for patients with wheezing and the shortness of breath who really didn't have so many underlying conditions, but they had a roster of formulas. And so you do have to work with an herbalist because I can't just tell you, "Oh, you're wheezing, here's this formula." It's a specific pattern and then we combine different formulas to make sure that it matches up your symptom, your pattern. And so they did have that in China, as well as using Western medicine, like antibiotics and ventilators and things like that. And so there's certain so, families um, of plants or herbs that, that would be more anti, like, I mean, like for adrenals, we're using adaptocrines and uh, maybe ashwagandha and some other things that we're doing. Is, is there a family of, it that that, of herbs that you put together and then based on age, severity, other underlying thing, you may use one more of one than the other. Is it a Chinese medicine diagnosis where you're looking at, you know, you know, earth, wind and fire? Huh. I guess that's a band, isn't it? So. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's really simple, but then extremely complicated, right? So if you were to come in with shortness of breath and, and a high fever, that's different than you just coming in with shortness of breath and no fever, right? Mm -hmm. So as an herbalist, we'd put together a formula for you. Maybe um, with the shortness of breath, we have to calm the lungs. So there's an herb called um, Baibu or, um, you know, I just know the pinion names that um, helps to coat the, the lungs, but it doesn't clear the inf inflammation or the fever inflammation. So if you came in with a fever and shortness of breath, I'd use Baibu, the same herb, 
but I'd add in some andrographis, which is an anti-inflammatory, antiviral to start killing off the virus, hopefully um, in the limb system or in the lungs. So everybody's completely different. That's why you have to work with an herbalist. You can't just get an herb off the shelf or on Amazon and then treat yourself, even though it's a plant, it's natural. There's still a sophistication in the formulas. Our formulas are six to 12 herbs combined to do different things, to protect your digestive system, to boost your adrenal glands, to make sure you're we're killing off the viral load, um, boosting the immune system. So, um, you know, there are some herbs you can do on your own before you get sick, which is all about, you know, the medicine we practice is prevention, prevention, prevention. So our problem now is these underlying conditions that are going to be rushing the hospital, right? Um, or people with um, low immune systems, maybe they're cancer survivors, things, people we have to protect. Um, but the general population right now, we should all be in a state of prevention, prioritizing our health for the next flu season, for the next coming years, for the next coming decades. And so that you do not become one of those underlying condition type people. And so why does it take a pandemic to get there? Yeah, the, um, well, in Chinese medicine and, and I guess all holistic medicine, I mean, chiropractic um, is the same, is that, you know, we treat the body as a garden and a garden needs good bugs. We got to get rid of the bad bugs. It needs sunshine, needs food, needs water, needs love, needs good energy, needs to move within the, the system around the air. And we cultivate our garden using all those things here and there, what it needs at the time to grow and flourish. Our bodies are the same way and we don't take care of them. We tend to stress through life, trying to get more time, more money, more left cramming our schedules together, creating stress, thus the Conquering Stress podcast, and which makes us sick. We finally succumb because we can't take enough pills in our, in our pie hole to keep us, our symptoms down until it's no longer problem. It, we get to a point where we can no longer function and we try to go holistically into something saying, well, what one thing can I take? Because you, people won't do the whole gamut. They won't look right. at themselves holistically. Right, and that's gonna take time and it can be months and years to get it all restructured if you take the functional and holistic approach, right? But I generally, tell my patients and especially patients with children, everybody, that the best time to start boosting your immune system is always, but after Halloween is crucial because sugar has an in, ha, competes for white blood cells. So after Halloween, everybody's pumped with sugar and that is going to decrease your immune system right there because the sugar will always outbeat the white blood cells to to boost your immune system. So um, I love astragalus root. It's very safe. And astragalus root has been along for a really long time. And um, it is an amazing herb. It's pretty safe. You do, you know, if I would recommend working with an herbalist, but this is something that families in China or traditionally you can put in your, if you make veggie broths or bone broths, astragalus root, you could just even throw it in there as well as ginger root. 
Um, astragalus root is an adaptogenic herb, so it helps you combat and it helps you deal with stress, right? Um, and so it helps you decrease inflammation and it, from the internal stressors of your body. It helps boost the immune system. It's used for fighting tumors, um, non-cancerous, non so benign tumors, and even cancerous tumors, but you have to be very skilled with that. It, it, it builds white blood cells and it goes after cancer cells and it cleans out the lymph system. And it is actually one of the, the main herbs for um, insulin reversing, reversing insulin resistance and balancing blood sugar. And it's an anti-diet, it's a, we can say it's, um, it's beneficial for diabetic patients to reverse it if used wisely. So and you, so you just very carefully to not say cure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I said, yeah, I have, you know, we're regulated here. Well, and you so, know, we were, were talking in one of the previous podcasts we did with uh, Dr. Michael Pierce. He came, we were talking about that and we were laughing uh, because you know that the, the naturopaths know that we know, we know the, the, the truth and actually the public knows the truth. So, so anybody listening, just cover your ears for a second. Um, <laughs> but Michael Pierce was talking about where that came from. And that was from the Flexner report when uh, the Rockefeller uh, foundation hired Dr. Flexner to go through all the, the medical schools, chiropractic colleges, osteopathic college and write a report and basically blasted everybody but then they they started taking things and now the only thing in america that cures diseases legally is uh drugs and chemotherapy so oh really yeah yeah, yeah. so that's where that that legality comes from and then that's where you where you get slapped on the the wrist if you say the the c word, the c -word. Yeah. yeah yeah you know the the c word is not politically correct and um so, but I felt no. you, sister. I felt you. Yeah. I, I, I saw yeah. the wheels moving over there and I'm like, oh, yeah, she's trying to take care of. not get in trouble here. <laughs> well. um, and also it's, you know, everybody rushes to, to take, this is very important. Um, I could talk to you about herbs for hours, but I'm only going to give you three. <laughs> okay. But everybody rushes to boost their immune system with vitamin C, right? Zinc or vitamin C, definitely. Um, but we have to be careful with vitamin C from ascorbic acid. And um, if you can find vitamin C at its natural source through berries, even powdered berries and fruit, that's your best bet because ascorbic acid ironically stresses your adrenal glands because it's not the whole vitamin C with all the, the phenols and antioxidants. It's just a chemical like that's just taken out of the whole. And your body sees that as a stressor. Um, your adrenal glands um, live off of vitamin C, but when it's coming from like this foreign, weird source that it's not natural to your body's chemistry, um, it kind of does the opposite of what you think it should be. And so um, you always want to do vitamin C. My first choice is always using dried rose hips. They're very easy to get. You just drink um, about two teaspoons of dried rosehip tea. You can even mix and match your teas. 
and it gives you about 750% to 1,000, depending on what, what vitamin C you get, um, rose hip you get. It gives you 750% to 1,000% of your daily vitamin C intake. Wow. And that's going to boost your immune system and you get all of the other antioxidants and all of the other wonderful things because it's a whole, you know, part of the tree. It wasn't, it wasn't manufactured in the lab. And so that is crucial because you need vitamin C for your adrenal health and also your immune health. But in taking so many weird supplements, you can also strain yourself. Well, the, um, so we've got that and I, I totally get you on that when you said that it's simple, but it's complex. Yeah. When you, when you said, and I understand what you're saying, it, what you're saying is when someone comes to you, it's simple for you to figure out because it's not that complicated because you're in the know, but it is a complex mechanism. That's why you go to school for so long. You take in all these characteristics. That's why you can't go on Amazon and just say, oh, give me some, you know, you know, rose hips and whatever root uh, that you need to get something that's correct for you. Now, you, you your practice has 3,000 years of documentation and building this stuff and getting best practices. So there's people listening right now and they're going, yeah, you know what? What Susanna's really saying with me resonates how do I know if I'm going to somebody that knows what they're talking about? Because, you know, and correct me if I'm wrong, that if you go to an acupuncturist, that they may not be practiced, they may be practicing more Western than, than Eastern. How do you know what you're getting? That's a good question because most acupuncturists really are not herbalists. Um, we study both, but when you go to a licensed acupuncturist, just know that we, we in training, we, we have studied both. But what I've seen is most people have an affinity to one more than the other. And so um, you can be a really great acupuncturist and not even pres prescribe herbs at all. Um, or you can be, you know, you can be a good acupuncturist and not even delve into internal medicine because some acupuncturists just want to be you know, just want to treat pain or ortho. So you always have to ask or, you know, do you practice internal medicine? Do you specialize in chronic fatigue? And so you have to always know what they specialize in and, and understand that there is a difference. Not all acupuncturists are the same. I do a lot more internal medicine, um, internal medicine and you know, I throw in functional medicine, but it comes from a place of Chinese medicine because it's, it's all holistic. And so you always have to ask what their specialty is and if you're going to be comfortable with that. And um, most acupuncturists are, are, are pretty well-rounded. They'll sit down with you and ask, you know, what you eat, how you sleep. But we go through 10 questions about your lifestyle, basically. And so whatever's, whatever you're looking for, you have to just make sure that you, that's what you are needing. You know, if you're going in for knee pain and they're asking you about your diet, that's why they're asking you because we see you as a whole. 
but you really have to know as um, if that's what what your your intention is for. So people who come to see me, they have hormonal imbalances. They're burnt out. They're stressed out. Um, they have a lot of um, internal things that they haven't dealt with in a long time. And so um, when they come and do acupuncture, it's mostly for headaches. Um, it's not like ortho-related type, you know, shoulder pain and things like that. They're coming in for headaches, migraines, um, perimenopausal symptoms, um, or even bringing their children because we're really good with pediatric medicine as well. Well, that's, uh, that's awesome. Well, I want to be respectful of your time. You've been great. I know I've had a lot of questions. People go, well, what do you what do you know about um, acupuncture and Chinese medicine? How are they dealing with this, the whole coronavirus and stuff like that? And so... Um, they dealt with it really well. It's just not in the media. And, and that's exactly why I wanted to bring you on, because we mm -hmm. wanted to kind of bring this out here, um, because there's so much stuff that, you know, granted, this is the flu, but with all the eyes on this and everybody's hyper-focused on, on this, maybe this is the time that we bring out more Chinese and Eastern medicine, herbalism, and Ayurveda, and naturopathy, and chiropractic, and all these stuff that we can do to treat bodies better so we don't worry. I know that we've talked privately, mm -hmm. and we're not concerned at this at all. I mean, my immune system is strong. I know your immune system is strong. And if we can help and teach people that, all the better. So in, um, in parting here, is there any last words of wisdom you want to drop on us? <laughs> um, just, you know, prevention and use a lot of caution. Stress actually depletes the immune system stress and fear depletes the immune system. So just um, trust that everything's going to be okay. People have dealt with viruses and flus and bacteria every single day. Um, we deal with it internally and externally every year. And just use a lot of common sense and just know that everything's going to be okay. And there are alternatives to really help you, whether it's chiropractic, um, acupuncture to boost the immune system or anybody else just know that go to a licensed professional and um, and this is your time for self-care and to actually analyze or reprioritize things in your life and that can only boost your immune system and your health and the health of your family and you know take care of us as a whole because this is more of a complex system problem than, than what, what we're being led to believe. And so hopefully the system turns so, to a positive, but only you can make that decision for yourself and start that snowball effect, right? Awesome. You heard it here once again. This is Dr. Bill Janishak on the Conquering Stress Podcast. I hope this has been enlightening and informative for you. And don't just listen, but go out and use this stuff. Uh, find a licensed uh, acupuncturist and herbalist and get assessed and for god's sakes do what they say and you won't have to live your life in fear so until next time we'll catch you out on this